we're going to switch gears. We're going to get uh, our uh, hockey and baseball correspondent, Brian, on the phone. Brian, how you doing? You got Matt, Rob, and Justin here. How you doing, fellas? We got a few quick questions from some emailers. We're going to fire at you, get you warmed up on the uninformed. Uh, Peter from Quahog writes in, what should the Capitals do with Ovechkin? What should the Capitals do with Ovechkin? Should they trade him? Should they keep him? What do you think? I would keep him. You would keep him. I mean, what are you going to trade? What are you going to get for him? You might get a giant win share right now. I mean, you might get a, instead of riding him out, you think they should keep him now? I would keep him. I don't think Ovechkin guy. Always have been, so. <clears throat> I, I don't see, I just don't see the return on investment of trading you think it's better to ride it out with one of the best ever rather than one try of the best of all time. one the of the guy could explode explode, you know, his score could just come to the streets and he explodes and wins games. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No no defense at all. But you gotta build your team accordingly, but it's just not a better goal score in the past decade or more. Jerry writes in from West uh, 129 West 81st Street. He writes in, is Crosby a dirty player? <laughs> oh, it's Crosby? Crosby, yeah. Is he a dirty player? Yeah, he's hitting people in the crotch with a yeah. stick. and. He's the reason you keep dead guys on your team. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm a Bruins fan who loves Marshawn, so I, I mean, who, who am I to call him a dirty player? <laughs> but I think if anyone else in the league could cut off somebody's finger uh, with a with a with a job, I think it would have been a four game suspension, five game suspension. So you think he's an exception? I think yeah. yeah. All right. He's the, face, he's the face of the league. Yeah. Yeah. Jay Lebowski from Los Angeles writes in, uh, would Nashville winning be good for hockey? Not the, would, the, would Nashville being an eight seed winning, would they be good for uh, hockey? Well, roots for the underdogs, right? But not that uh, uh, Viking is there. Joe Hansen is out. They're not going to win. So it's kind of a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I, I wasn't for. So you think in hockey the underdog winning is a good thing? They don't need to see Crosby or Ovechkin or Chicago in the finals? I, I mean, no, you don't need it. It's always good to see the uh, original six teams. Uh, yeah. I, I, don't, I, think it, I think it's good for the smaller markets, especially for hockey and sports. How 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 much would hockey's uh, popularity drop if they outlawed fighting? Casual fan who just watches for the fight. 
that 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 kind of leads me into baseball. Uh, you had the Mach- Manny Machado with Boston thing uh, a week ago or so. Now you got Jose Batista getting hit. My guy, Rob's guy, Ho- Jose Batista. Tell me what you think about like a pitcher like. One of the things that Machado said that I thought was kind of it wasn't it wasn't eye opening, but it was a different way to look at it is why why does a uh, pitcher get to throw a ninety five mile an hour fastball at my ear hole and get maybe two games at most, but if I went out there with a baseball bat, I'd probably get fifty. So tell me what you think about like the pitchers and this whole, you know, somebody. Rules. Yeah, I mean, hitting a hitting a home run is one of the most difficult things to do in sports. And if yeah. you if you get hung up, if you get caught up in the moment, and you celebrate a little too much. Well, maybe you should have made a better pitch. I don't know. Tell me where you stand on this. Rob wants to know if you're on board for bat flips. Oh, yeah. Do it. Yeah. You crank out one 400 feet, you should be able to do whatever you want. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Pete Thornton from Phoenix writes in, uh, he wants to know about Boston and Yankees. He wants to know, is it a bad thing that they're in the same division? Wouldn't we rather see them in the World Series? Boston and the Yankees and how they've rebuilt. I mean, they've retooled pretty quickly. It's, I, I, we used to always hear about, and I'm a, I'm a very, uh, I don't follow baseball hardly at all anymore. I mean, I, I like the excellence, so like I'll, I'll follow individual players more than I'll give a shit about a team. But uh, 
you just always hear about like, oh, the Braves had a great farm system. The Braves had a great farm system. What did that yield? Nothing. Yeah, but I mean, it, uh, yeah. Marge from... Close out, out by a guy from my hometown of Holyoke, Massachusetts, Mr. Mark Lowers. Yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, just a little plug there. Um, but, uh, yeah, well, it, it's not just a pro... I mean, you see the, uh, the, the big-time teams that can spend the money and have the scouting departments. The recent, it goes hand-in-hand. Hand. You yeah. can't do it just through the draft. It's it's not just paying your big time guys; it's paying the farm system as well. No, but it helps to be able to bring in a big time. I mean, the Red Sox—not that it's paid off yet—but I think if they're going to do anything this year, it's going to be good. David Price is back. We'll pay him thirty million dollars to do what he does. Uh, speaking of Price, uh, what do you what do you have to say about uh, the Adam Jones thing, and then all these guys coming out? I mean. Me and you know firsthand that Boston isn't exactly a friendly place, but I mean, how disappointed were you to hear that? The racial um, stuff. Yeah, but, I mean, I've been to Family Park a hundred times. I, I've heard people call horrible things, but it's generally more yeah. drunk idiots. So to speak for a city town. I mean, no. The guys that go out of the park if they have to life, do we even know where he's from? Exactly. You know, yeah. dependent on Boston. Not saying that Boston doesn't have issues because it does. Yeah. Every city does. But um, you know, I don't think you can demonize a city for one idiot or a couple of idiots. I forget who it was, and I'm gonna I'm gonna pin it on Levitard or the Levitard show because that's basically the only show I can stomach, and I don't think they were talking about it on, you know, like pardon the interruption or anything like that. But uh, I think it was somebody on the show said. It, Kicking somebody out of the game isn't going to do it. You need to shame these people by putting their face on the on the jumbotron or getting their name and putting it on the jumbotron, something like that. Where all the other people who can't possibly agree with that, like if you do something really stupid, like not not streaking on the field because that's funny, but I mean something like if you if you do something like that, they should post it on the jumbotron. And I think that might uh, keep people. Yeah. Uh, I think there's, it's funny because the, the local station here, uh, radio station here, talked about that. And there's, there's legal issues to it. Yeah. And without because they're not being arrested for a crime, um, there are legal issues. But I would, I wish they could. I just don't think they can. Yeah. I, I would, I would put the guys, people, I would put their faces on no cards. Something we used to do with missing kids. Yeah. Exactly. I, I, We're gonna. We got one more email. One more email, and then uh, I got a couple rapid fire questions for you. One more email. Marge from Springfield writes in. Hypothetically, if you were a Yankee fan or you were a Yankee front office guy, and we know the like Yankees like to spend, and I know this, this uh, kind of goes against uh, you because you're a Boston fan, but let's let's suspend disbelief and say that you are a Yankee fan. If you're going, okay. huh? Okay. If you're a Yankee fan and you like to spend and you are probably going to spend, who would you rather spend your money on, Trout or Harper? Okay, before I say anything, let me be clear that I would go work for the North Korean government before I would work for the Yankees. And I can attest that to that. That being said, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
I would go after Trout. It's all a talent without the attitude of Harper, which seems to rub people some of the wrong way. I just think he's a better player. But you can't go wrong with either one. No. No, that that's um, one thing that we I, that's one thing that we can agree on. I think it's gonna be easier to get uh, uh, Harper. I, I don't see uh, I just don't see Trout. Uh, if LA lets him go, they're crazy and I would see him stay on West Coast. Um, the things I've read about I, I think I would go after Trout. I would give him whatever he wanted. I got here's it might take more than that. It might. I realize they're still young. Yeah. They're still only what, 34. Yeah. To get one of those guys, it's going to cost about $25 million more than uh, the Marlins gave uh, Stanton. Which was what, 325 Yeah. Something like yeah, that. Uh, yeah. there, there might be a $400 million contract coming out of those two. Yeah. Yep. Uh, rapid. I, I, give it, I give it to Trout. I don't give it to Harper. That's just me. Yeah. Rapid fire. Rapid fire. You ready? Just a yes or no, or, or as short of answer as you can get. You got it. You got. It. You got. It. Should college athletes get paid a uh, some amount of money? Yes. Sh- uh, will Boston win a game against Cleveland? They will win. Okay. Is LeBron better than uh, MJ right now? No, but they're close. If he somehow finds a way to take down this super team out in the West known as the Warriors, if he somehow duplicates what he did last year plus Durant, is he better than MJ? If he has a good series, which will happen. Well, he's good. And if if the, if the Cavs somehow beat the Warriors, let let's just say let's just assume he has a good series because uh, yeah, outside he is, of he is, he is on par with Michael Jordan. I don't he's better, but he's he's just good. Let's go way off the board. Will Tiger Woods ever win a tournament again outside of a member guest tournament at his local uh, country club? No. I'm running a, a last alcoholic beverage Brian drank. <laughs> I drink a beer right now. All right. Uh, thank you very much, Brian, for being our. Oh, wait, we got one more. We got one more. Okay. We got one more from Rob, right? Literally writing in Natty Ice or Red Dog. Natty Ice. Natty Ice. All right. Thank you very much, Brian, for being our first guest on The Uninformed. And uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break. And we're going to slip into some uh, playoff talk now. I mean, that's the biggest thing going right now. And it seems like the Cavs and Warriors are on a collision course. And we... At least I said that I didn't think they'd lose a game, either of them. I can't remember what you guys said. You, I think you said maybe they lose one or two. I don't remember what you guys said. You yep. guys. But um, 
it seems like it's, it's inevitable. Barring a, a injury for the Cavs or multiple injuries for the Warriors, it seems like we're going to have Cavs-Warriors 3. Um, I guess my first question to you guys is... If they both go 12 and if they both sweep their way to the finals and play each other again, is that good for the NBA? It's always good for the NBA. Because of the greatness or? It just puts, I mean, it's, I don't see anything really wrong with seeing the same two teams over and over again. It's just, that's just what. You know, the comedy is for this little era, you know, what it let alone be for like five years or something like that. It wasn't a problem when the Celtics were doing it so long ago early on, when Jordan was winning back to backs and then coming back back to backs. Because more or less, like, if we all think about that time, it's <coughs> Bulls versus Jacks. Yeah, but it was it was a different team every year against Jordan. But it was jazz, like what, the last... Twice. Twice? I think it was twice, but they had other teams. It was always somebody else. You see the Celtics and... It's the... just a few te- I mean, if anything, but it's still... I don't yeah. see anything wrong with it. Like again, I'm not disagreeing to, to, with you. I'm oh, no, of stuff. course. I mean, if anything, I had to say something that, through all of this, is an issue. I just hate how terrible the Eastern Conference is. That's the only thing we're I gonna say. we're gonna get into that a little bit later because I have a couple of things I want to bring up, but yeah, I think I think in other sports it might not be, but we're seeing greatness, and I know it's it's taking away from other teams, and I know that it's kind of I could see how a lot of people would look at these playoffs and be and and you're kind of getting robbed from a lot of good games, whereas like. Um, in years past, there was always a question. You know, there was always, there was uh, LeBron going down, uh, going into Boston, needing to win. You know, being down three to two, they were they they. Uh, Toronto took them to six games. Last year, the Warriors almost they were down three to one to Oklahoma City. Um, there's always been a question this year. There seems to be no question, especially since Kawhi Leonard went down. Mm-hmm. I mean, I heard today that somebody said uh, the Spurs might need to look in the mirror if one person makes that big of a difference. If you're expecting that team to contend and it's one person makes that big of a difference because Aldridge can't handle it by himself. Um, and yeah, Tony Parker's not there too, so it's not all one person, but <sighs> the Warriors can sustain an injury to anybody on their team and they'd still be favored. Right? That's it. Durant goes down and I mean, they're not a 72, they're not a 73 win team like last year because you're missing defense, but you're still the number one seed probably. Oh, of course. And uh, that's phenomenal. But um, game two tips off tonight: Boston and uh, Cleveland. And what happened in game one, I kind of expected it, and yet it still was amazing to watch. 
Boston was not in that game at all. The only time in that whole game that Boston had any kind of hope was at the end when a bunch of Cavs has-beens were out on the floor like uh, people whose names I forget. I mean, it was it was bad. Do we expect anything different tonight? I do. You do? I do. I've always said. You think that they're going to keep it close? You think it's going to be a game? You think they're going to win? I really think the Celtics can win. I Not, think it'll be fine. Do I think they can win the series? No. No. no but I think they're going to push six games. I really do. Oh. Whoa. <laughs> say that again? Can you say that into the microphone a little? Absolutely. I really think the Celtics are going to push six games. Did you watch the last game? Yeah, I did. Okay. That's like, but like literally my whole thing is, it's like what... You do know that the Cavs didn't really play that well. It doesn't, to me it doesn't really matter about, like, that's like me saying with anything I do, it's like, oh, I didn't play good today. Yeah, I can know I'm good. But it's like, it's just like how I had a point before, back when we were talking about how like, okay, who's going to give like the Warriors trouble or the Cavs trouble? If we look back in that Pacers series, whatever we can say about oh, yeah. the Cavs, like, didn't play their best, the Pacers technically hadn't, looking at six games at least, if not close to seven, in that series. You're right. It was not long ago that we had major doubts with the Cavs. Yes. So, I'm not trying to sit here and they just, like, that so-called switch that they figured out. Because, I think they, remember, this is the same team that you watched when I left that yeah. was up 30-something points. Excellent. I walked out on the game and said, the game over. Then you hit me back up and said, dude, they just lost an overtime. Yeah. So, I mean, amazing. to me, I still... I'm sitting here like, you know what? Do I think the Cavs are going to win the series? Tonight's yes. going to be very interesting. Yes. Because they have a chance to either take the Celtics for granted, not play well again, and the Celtics play well, or... They have a chance to completely annihilate them and end the series. And it's tough to win two games on the road anywhere, let alone against the number one seed in the playoffs. And even though everybody on the earth on the planet knows the Cavs are the real number one seed in the Eastern Conference, they're not. And so it'll be interesting to see if they can put forth that dominant effort two times in a row both on the road in Boston. Do you think that's going to happen, Matt? I don't think so. But think I think it's going to be a close game. I think it'll be within five points either way. So you take the Celts in the five and a half points. Yeah. Interesting. I'm going to take the Cavs. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think any bet you... I, it, me personally, me personally, I just... I think that... If you lose a bet with the Cavs, it's because the bench in garbage time blew it for you. But anyway, moving on. Uh, you made a comment very recently about uh, the Eastern Conference, how weak it is. And I've seen a lot of tweets. I don't follow too many people, so my tweet follows might be a little biased. But I've seen a lot of people talking about the Eastern Conference. And I just asked you before the show to tell me all the big free agents we could think of. 
And in the, in the recent years, we couldn't think of too many big free agents, but uh, Kevin Durant, CP3, and um, LaMarcus Aldridge were three of them that we thought of. They all stayed in the Western Conference. Or they all went to the Western Conference. If the East is so goddamn easy, why don't some of these free agents go to the East? Now, Carmelo went to the East. How did that work out? But he went to the New York, and he probably went to New York because that's what Lala wanted. And well, Dwayne all, Wade went Hiding home. all the scandals in there, too. He's like, yeah, we'll I move mean, wherever you want. Keep quiet. Yeah, I don't know. You might know, know more than me about that, but I feel like he, he up until very recently, he does what uh, she wanted. But I'm just saying, if, if we, we all acknowledge the East is weaker than the West. The West has some juggernaut teams. Well, if the, the East is so damn easy, why don't some of these free agents come over to the East? And I think there's an answer there. I don't think you're going to say it, but I think there's a very real answer there. And I think Mina Kimes kind of uh, talked about it indirectly. And I think it's because LeBron has made the East weak. So you're telling me everyone wants to run out of the East? No, I'm saying... I'm saying you have whole franchises trying to build a team to beat LeBron in the East. Toronto tried to win now, and he just blew that whole blueprint up. Pending Kyle Lowry's injury because of that. But, but still, he blew that whole blueprint up. They, they signed Serge Ibaka and P.J. Tucker to hopefully have defensive help against LeBron. And but, but, but still, I, I, I can't but level I'm, that off. Like, you're, you're that, missing but a Toronto's, key person. Toronto's done, though. They're done. Lowry's gone, and they've mortgaged their future for the present, and it didn't even yield them one game. And I know, yes, Lowry got hurt. Yes, I know that. I know that. I'm not, I'm not saying that that's invalid. I'm just saying that. And what she said, um, what she said was, you have teams like Toronto and Washington building for now, trying to win now in the East. And then you have another team like Boston, who, yes, they are the number one seed, which seems really foolish to talk about building for tomorrow. But Boston is building for tomorrow. This number one seed, this season was not planned for. This is, maybe Brad Stevens is a good coach. We always put it on coaching, whether whether we can't figure out why a team is so bad or why we can't figure out why a team is so good. The answer is always coaching. So when a team severely overachieves or a team severely underachieves, the crutch that every blowhard gas bag falls back on is coaching. For right? Unless LeBron's involved. No, but I'm just saying <laughs> in any sport. Yes. It, it, yes. Why did that team stink so bad? That coach stinks. Yeah. Why? How did that team make it to the playoffs? Coach of the year. And two years later, that coach is fired. That happened in the NBA like three or four years in a row where like the coach of the year got fired. George like, Carl. Yeah, George Carl. Well, uh, there was also was the guy from uh, uh, Memphis. The guy from the Memphis guy. He was the reigning coach of the year. They hadn't even given the award out again. I don't even remember his name because he's insignificant. He's gone. But um, she said that Boston is doing what she thinks is the smart thing. They, are, they have been building for tomorrow. They've acquired all these assets, all these young players, building 
for a time when LeBron is on the downfall. They are going on the upswing when LeBron is on the downfall. And that's why they have the Nets. For, like When they made those trades with the Nets, they got these picks now. They didn't get picks back then. They got picks now. So they got... Uh, top, they got the Nets' first pick this year, which yielded the number one overall. Everybody thinks it's Fultz. Who knows? I don't know any of these college kids are talking about outside of LeVar Ball's son. But they got the Nets' first round pick next year, and the Nets are horrible. So you know that they might have the number one overall pick next year, too. And they're, Isaiah Thomas might in a couple of years, might be, if he is still there, he might be the fifth best player. Then you have a championship team. Then you have a team that can beat a 34-year-old LeBron James, no matter who is surrounding him. Cause, and Horford will be gone by then. They're paying him max money now, but he's not going to be around for what they perceive as their championship run. Maybe they get Gordon Hayward, who's, what is he, 24, 25 years old now? Maybe Fultz, maybe Fultz ends up being a stud, or maybe you, maybe you trade out of that pick because somebody wants to deal with LeVar Ball's son, Lonzo, or maybe you're not sold on Fultz who won like eight games in Washington, and I mean, they have uh, the kid coming out of uh, Kentucky, I think his name is Fox, I don't even know, like, can you look up uh, who the projected, I don't even know, but I know one thing about Kentucky and Cal Perry, you don't really get burned too often when you take a kid from Kentucky recently. So, man, like... But are we really, like, missing, like, a key factor along with that point? What's that? Like, with the whole, okay. No, but I'm saying, don't you think what Boston is doing is, is no, tremendously I, I, wise? No, of course. Boston is doing the right. I'm just talking about the other teams. Like, two these. years from now, Boston's going to have a monster of a team, no matter how no matter how they do it. No, they will. Boston is is pretty much set. Again, they are, they are dethroning well, LeBron, even though they're getting murdered by LeBron on TV. They are essentially... They have found a way, and, and they're going to dethrone him. But what I, what I more or less... And they're probably going to dethrone the Warriors in the process. But what I mean by what something is overlooked by... I'm not talking about Boston. I'm talking about the other Eastern Conference teams. It's not so much of everybody's trying to beat LeBron or whatever. They're just not doing their part generally, and literally every team is trying to rebuild the same exact way as Cleveland did. Because you've got to remember... Cleveland sucked. Like, hands down, Cleveland was irrelevant. Just like the Why Wizards. Why were they irrelevant? Because they had no one there. Because LeBron left. But even, I'm saying, even before LeBron oh. even existed, too. Yeah. Like, Cleveland was irrelevant. There's a reason they had the number one pick and they selected yes. LeBron James. But it took them, trust me, like, still, like, yeah. 50. And they, they still were like the Browns. And, like, and, the same and if it was somebody lesser than LeBron, they probably would have taken Carmelo. And then mediocre, and then stunk because Carmelo flew the coop after four years, and whatever the rookie deal would be. But um, no, but I think I think it's a valid point. The East is not as strong as the West. Any infant can see that. But my point is, all if it's so weak, then more of these high-priced guys would be fleeing. I mean, Miami's a hell of a place to live. Wouldn't you want to go to Miami and live there? New York. Yeah, it's the Knicks and it's a giant headache. But 
What's wrong with New York? It's the it's head offices. So it's just a coincidence that every head, head off front office in the East is terrible? I, like, really tell me actual star power no. in the East. Why isn't it there? If you're, if you're these, if you're KD, why do you go to the wars if the East is so easy? So but no, okay, no. I, your, your point is exactly right. It comes down to playing LeBron. But no, but what I mean by these is like... But I mean, okay. don't, can you acknowledge that part of the reason the East is, is, is getting progressively weaker is because you don't have to face LeBron if you go to the West? It's obviously it's a much tougher road. Any one of those teams are better. But I don't think half these players, even aside from that, too, don't want to go <coughs> to the West. Period. It's like Dwayne Wade. Like you're really thinking all these people just want to go home. Well, Dwayne Wade didn't matter. I don't think anybody in the West wanted him. He was broken. Once they realized, once they realized that Miami didn't want him anymore, that was a giant wake up call. That's like the. I just uh, don't believe like. I think, Jimmy, these front offices of the Eastern Conference suck. Like, they don't know how to keep players. Like, tell you the truth. Like, you know what? Carmelo probably went to New York again for, like, the whole Lala situation. I think he might have. I'm with it. I'm absolutely with it. But, he again, he would have been better on some Western Conference team. And he wouldn't have to face LeBron. Everybody's good. <laughs> I'm, I think it's a valid. I mean, I think it's a valid argument that you're not going to agree with it for your own reasons. But I think it's a it's a it was a valid take when you're trying to look for new reasons to to make the case why a whole half of basketball is not as strong as the other half. I mean, it, it you have to at least acknowledge that. I don't. I don't think I. He's gonna. He's gonna end up going to seven straight finals. Maybe it is easier Wait, to go to the other side. Put Le, look. It's like my point. Like why would LeBron go to the West Coast? Why would he want him? He's the smart one. He's in the East Coast. Yeah, because he, the East Coast is terrible. If if the East Coast is so terrible, then then all these stars would come over because it would be an easier trip to the finals. So okay. So these Eastern Conference teams are gonna pay the players. The exact amount that they're getting on the West Coast. Yes. Absolutely. They're not. They have to. It's, but they won't. Why wouldn't they? What do you mean, why wouldn't New they? New York they doesn't have do? money? It's a salary cap. It's a <coughs> <coughs> Excuse me. It's a like New York pays into the luxury tax. Miami no, pays. Absolutely. Miami of course, these have money, but they won't do it. They don't put their necks on the line for it. Eastern Conference teams have historically played more. Miami and Cleveland, coincidentally, have paid more into the luxury tax than any other team in history. Yeah, coming from when they were at rock bottom. Like, literally, like, remember when Miami, the best jersey coming out of Miami was Lamar Odom's jersey? I think they, they really love uh, Karan Butler down there. That is a possible, too. But I honestly, I remember as a little kid... Miami Heat didn't mean anything. It was just a flaming basketball in black background. That's all it was, even though, like, kind of is their logo. But I'm saying that's what it, all it looks like to me at all. I think, I think it's a valid argument in this day and age when a, literally a star can almost pick and choose. Even if he's under contract, he can pressure his way into going anywhere where there are some solid teams in the East that you could get paid and you could... 
have an easier path except for one team. I think it's a valid argument. And we're going to leave it at that. Because I'm sick of arguing with you. I got it on record. And we're going to switch gears to even hotter topic. Uh, we're going to spend 10-15 minutes uh, more. How much time you got before you got to get out of here, Stat Matt? Ten I got minutes? 13 minutes. 13 minutes? 13 minutes? We're going to spend 13 minutes on a... Uh, I had all these great LeBron. I mean, do you realize that this this statistically might be his best playoff run? Who cares? Who cares? Yeah, like, like let, let's just keep milking him right now. Like, so jealous. Oh my, no, I'm not jealous of what? So jealous. He doesn't shot under under fifty percent. I think he might be in love. Have his, have his shots for layups. That's a bad thing? No, I'm not. But don't <laughs> sit here and just say, like, a shooting percentage. What? And he's shooting layups most of the time. Like, you know what? Congratulations, you're making layups. Here, let's go to, like, I a think, center. I think, and, like, let's give them more props for back in the day when they were only shooting layups. And they're like, I, oh, yeah, he has a 75 think, shooting percentage. We never did that. I think so that don't give it to goal, him. Right? I think that is the goal, like, layups, right? You, he's also shooting 43% for three. <laughs> and we're going to praise this guy? Yeah. Anybody else in the world shoots like 50, we don't even praise him. Yeah, we do. Barely. We do. Name the last two people who have shot. Kyle Corbin. One. And, uh, who's what, the other Kevin one? Love? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't even know. What does is, what is Steph Curry shoot? Like 44? Like 45? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Stat Matt should be looking at up. What is, uh, what is... And we don't really give him part. We just give him, you've made this many. That's it. I, I really think that, that Clay Thompson is a better pure... I mean, Steph Curry's a better player, but I think Clay Thompson's a better... Pure shooter, player. yes. But I we don't... Again, but Clay Thompson, we don't give him, like, a prop. It's, oh, okay, think, it's more than how many he makes rather than the percentage of it. Do you, do you think he's going to want to leave Golden State because he's just looking around like, how is it possible that I'm fourth fiddle here? No. You don't I, No, because when he is hot, it's oh insane. My, that's what I'm saying. He has more of a chance to be hot somewhere else. Like No, I don't because I don't think they're gonna move the ball with him like that. It's almost like I remember back But the other up, thing about him, he's an unbelievable defender. Like he's a max player on any other team in yes. the league. He's a max player. Somebody's giving him thirty million a year on any other team in the league, Here, including day. the Cavs. The Cavs will pay him thirty million dollars. Shout out to anybody who plays NBA Two K. Back when it used to be like it was like two thousand eleven. Back when I was in college, I loved playing the Boston Celtics because of Ray Allen, right? But what the game and the Celtics did all this time, and we all know how Ray Allen used to play. Ray Allen used to stand in the freaking corner yeah. all game. Like, wouldn't move. He never really drove to the lane, maybe on a fast break or little things like that. And he would always come across the screen, and someone hit him right there in the chest with that ball screen. Catch. Yeah. I did this all game with Rondo. I would see a screen, see Ray Allen. I would average 50 points for Ray so Allen just shooting threes alone. So you're saying NBA 2K proved before analytics that the corner three is the best shot in basketball. The corner three and a three off the screen are the two best shots in basketball. Yes, absolutely. Moving on. Moving on. A very hot topic we had off air as just about every, every topic we've had has been off air because we've only had four of these episodes and two of them were terrible is um, whether or not 
uh, student athletes, college athletes should be paid. Now, before we get into this, when I, when I say, and I think when most people say be paid, that does not mean hundreds of thousands of dollars like a pro athlete. That's not, that's not what I mean. We, we talk about things like uh, how much money the colleges bring in. We talk about how it's a rigged system and the NFL and the NCAA is kind of, at least in football, because in, in basketball they do have other options. They can go play. Um, there's professional leagues in other countries and stuff. But when it comes to football, they really only have one choice if they want to play in the NFL. And, and obviously nobody has to play football. And I think that's going to be more and more evident in the future because of how unbelievably dangerous it is. Just bigger, faster, stronger. What's the, if this is, what is it going to be like in 10 years? It's just going to have a bunch of monsters just running full speed at each other. But the point is, like, should they be compensated in some way? And you can use your imagination to, to come up with that. And I don't know if that means being paid just a, if you're on the team, it's just like, you know, everybody gets the same or if like you're the star quarterback, you deserve more than the last guy on the bench or the guy who doesn't even dress. But, um, I, 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 I know that one of us here disagrees with me. I don't know how vehemently he disagrees with me. But his argument is that, uh, well, why don't you tell us what your argument is? I mean, I, I, go ahead. Tell me your, your cons. You're, you're against it. I don't know how ferocious, ferociously you're against it, but you're, you're, you're against it. As one of millions. <laughs> and this is Stat Matt. This is Stat Matt speaking. For all my fans out there, it's not Rob. As one of... One of the millions of people in America that is right now paying for school, yeah, paying my college loans off. Uh-huh. If I had the chance to just get free education, that would be well worth it. I, I think anybody would take free education if they could get it. But you, it's continue. Other reasons. <laughs> All of us paying tuition. Well, no. I, what, 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 I yeah, feel like I, you're saying that tuition money. I feel like it could end up in the hands of these players. So, like, the rest of the school could be playing, paying for the kids that are just athletes. No, because college athletics generated nearly $1 trillion in annual revenue um, annually. Uh, I don't think it's coming out of the other students paying for tuition. I mean... Like, um, the annual top-tier football men's basketball team earns its school roughly $200,000 per season, according to NCAA data, um, while being compensated in, in the tune of 14000 in education, food, and housing each year, on average. Um, and that can all disappear due to uh, ACL tear because scholarships aren't guaranteed. And, I mean, education is important. And, and there's so many other things, like, a hundred men's and basketball college coaches earn more than one million uh, per year. 
as do nine athletic directors and at least 30 presidents. Each teaching assistant also makes nearly 16000 per year, even teaching assistants. Um, there's arguments both ways. I, I got a list of things. I got a list of things. Matt's got a couple. Um, Rob's got a couple things. Rob, these are uh, quotes from people that wrote in. Rob, tell me, tell me what uh, a couple of these are on the pro side. Mm -hmm. So, we'll go by this. Uh, Richard wrote, "College sports is the only industry in this country." whereby the court system has essentially ruled that competing sellers, universities, of a commercial product, the FBS, D1 men's basketball, are allowed to conspire to suppress the value of the human capital that generates their profits. The system also permits these sellers to collectively dictate the process by which the labor can resolve disputes concerning their rights, eligibility, etc. I just think it's wrong. I mean, if a if a guy, the other thing is, if you want to go to a different school, you have to sit out a year. And I mean, you might have trouble getting another. They have you underneath their foot. I mean, would you work at McDonald's if if you were only going to get paid in French fries? I wouldn't work on a golf course if I could only if my compensation was was only playing golf. Like I I feel like they're bringing in so much money, and yet. They're not allowed to get another job. So let's say that you have like zero money. You come most of these kids aren't coming from from uh, well off families. well off backgrounds. You know, most of them are football is their way to get into school. Or football is their way to you know, pro football is their way to get out of whatever. I mean, let's be honest, if you have a lot of choices, chances are you're not playing pro football. Most people from here on out are going to be choosing another sport, even if even if that's their only thing. I mean, and if they have other things they can do, they're not going to be choosing football anyway. But here, here's one. The typical D1 college football player devotes 43.3 hours per week to his sport. I mean, so even if they could get a job, how are they supposed to get a job with that plus, plus school? I mean... Basically, they're they're only allowed to depend on what the college gives them. What if that isn't enough? What if what if they want they can't they can't go out and get pizza with their buddies? They can't do anything yet. The school is making the school is selling tickets to come see them for. I mean, it's it's a hundred and fifty bucks to go see some of the prime time games. How much are they making on the TV deals? That like they're bringing in so much money. It's probably in the neighborhood of of what the NFL does. Yet the pro coaches like Nick Saban are making $10 million a year and they're not the main attraction. Now granted, in college, the coaches are more important, I think. I think that's because you have such young kids. I think college coaching is much more important than pro coaching. But they're literally getting paid nothing. Monetarily, right? And yet that school is pimping them out and 
you can you can find stats where if a team does like them doing well on the field will translate to higher uh, enrollments and and stuff like that. Like if a team stinks in sports, their enrollments are going to be down. So I mean, not only are they um, they bringing in tons of money monetarily, but they're bringing like bringing up the actual college itself, and they're basically not paying them at all because the college is the college classes are already there. I just feel like they should get something. I don't know how the hell you would pay them. That's a whole different argument. Does does you know Jameis Winston get paid a hundred grand while the guy on the end of the bench gets a freaking a ten dollar check? I mean that's a whole different argument. But I feel like instead of paying the players, you're talking about how much the coaches are making and how much everybody's making off of the revenue from the team. Why not regulate? They're making the revenue off of the players. Off the players. So why yes. why not regulate how much the coaches get paid? Why not regulate? How much the where's tickets that, cost? Where's that money gonna go? Into the school? Into into it's something else? It's not gonna go into the school. You know it's not. There's, I know because it's not regulated well, properly. We we talk no, but it's not gonna go into the school. Period. What's the school gonna just if the school is bringing in? Uh, where, where was that? Um, I had it. I had it here. What? Okay, well, Alabama, Alabama, Alabama. $143 million in athletic revenues. More than. 30 NHL teams and 25 of the 30 NFL teams. Alabama, football alone. No, it's not the football, excuse me. Alabama sports. in general. Okay. Sports. And they're, and, they're, and they're, it's basically football because the basketball team, I can't remember the last time the basketball team was relevant. So it's basically the football team. All right, let me just say something real quick. So if all that money were to go to the surrounding areas of the school, wouldn't that be a better thing for America as a whole? Because, I mean, I've gone to games in Syracuse, and yes, well, Syracuse and the Carrier Dome are, like, one of the best attractions in the area. But yeah. if you see the, out the surrounding city, there's people on streets <coughs> everywhere. Yes. So if that $140 million could go into the city's infrastructure or in making jobs, but wouldn't then, that be well, a better... But those, those, that whole school would just grow like a virus. And, like, it would end up just buying property around the whole place and it would just get bigger and bigger. Like there's a limit to what you can spend money on. If you're going to build a building, then it's going to be your building. And I I mean, yeah, I understand that. And but all that money goes to I don't even know where it goes. It goes honestly, to the coaches it seems like or it goes to like It doesn't all go to the staff. coaches. Not just one coach it, it goes to the no coaching way staff. 143 million dollars goes to the coaching staff. But yes, a lot of it does. 3 of it goes to pay off Nick Saban's house. But I'm just saying like they bring in so much money. It, I mean, I, I thought of the idea, and, and I did not see this written anywhere, and I'm sure someone has, because they've come up with millions of ideas on how to do this. Like, uh, if, if, if you're going to treat them like an employee, then pay them minimum wage. Pay them, like, pay, if, if, it's, if they're putting 40 hours in, then just treat it like a job. A minimum wage paycheck is plenty for a college kid, Right? Excluding games or whatever you want to do, and you you pay them minimum wage as if they were going to the dining hall to clean dishes, and you give them a minimum wage pay. They, that way they can, that way they don't have to <laughs> fucking get that. That way they don't have to get uh, backhanded paychecks from boosters and and all this shady stuff that probably goes on that we don't talk about. 
I mean, they're getting money from somewhere. As soon as you pay them, and as soon as you make them workers, they become... They already are workers. I know they're workers, but once you put them into the actual being paid, it changes it. Because then in the, they're being taxed, and there's things so like that. So instead of slaves... They are employees. So if you make them work 40 hours a week, then how much... They already are working 40 hours a week. More than 40 hours a week. They, if they don't go to practice, they're not going to... Those are mandatory things. What do you mean if you make them? They're there anyway. What do you, you think You think they're just skipping practices? I'm just saying, what, you're they, saying... They can't even do that in the pros. They can't even do that when they're making millions in the pros. And what's the difference between... You think just because it's a college... I mean, shouldn't they, like... Should they be taxed? Shouldn't... If they were paid? Of course. Why not? Why not? No, I was going to say, shouldn't they at least uh, have a little bit of money to help them adjust to, hey, you're going to be a millionaire soon. Maybe if you don't go from absolutely nothing to having $10 million in your bank account, maybe you won't be such a fool. That almost states that if you're an athlete in the uh, NCAA, you're going to be a millionaire. Are no. every, is every single player on every team a millionaire? You going know to be they're not. So some of them have to fall back on their education, right? And that's why they're there. But, oh, so so if you're going to school for an education, you're going to starve? Like, what, what, did, what, what, would, what would you do if you were going to school and you had hardly any money and you weren't an athlete? What would you do? You sure. would get a job, right? Okay, what if you couldn't get a job? What are you going to do then? Hopefully you got parents. Go to a cheaper school. (laughs) Going to a cheaper school isn't going to matter if you're on scholarship. That's not going to matter. It's given. It's it's just like it's modern day slavery where we're going to give you housing. We're going to give you food and you're going to work all day for us. And we're going to put you on TV and we're going to sell you on TV for as much money as we possibly can. And hopefully you don't get hurt because then we're going to kick you out. And they, how, how come a coach can get fired today and get a job tomorrow, but a kid will have to sit out a year? I mean, there's so many things. There's so many things. How could a kid and, fail and out of school and, and, and then they, still go to the NBA because he went to college there? What? I mean, kids. These kids on the teams aren't going to class. They're not doing any of the actual academics. Some of these kids, and they don't get a degree. Whose fault is that? They don't get a degree from it. We don't reward them with a degree. You reward them with free education. It's (laughs) damage. It's it's but they don't get a degree. If 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 it actually was student athlete, then the teams would force them to actually go to class, and they would allot them the amount of time they need. And they would actually make sure, but they don't. It's 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 a sham. It's shamaturism. It's not amateurism. They're and they're they're taking as much as they can possibly get from them. What was? Do you have another thing you want to read there? Yeah, I have this one. Um, it's from Joe. I believe that college athletes who appear on television should be paid out of any money received by their respective schools from the television networks. Paying college athletes would encourage athletes to stay in school longer and not leave for a professional career. I don't know if it would, but that's an interesting way to look at it. I mean, if they were getting some money, maybe they would stay there a little longer rather than going to get money. I mean, obviously a minimum wage job isn't going to do it, but if they are getting paid something, maybe they wouldn't 
be so quick to jump to the NFL. Or maybe if, maybe if you're getting something, maybe you wouldn't be as quick to jump. That's an interesting way to look at it. No? I just think, what's the incentive to do well in school if you can just go and get paid in college? What's the incentive to do well now when... What do you mean? If you're going to get paid in college, what's the incentive? It's, the money shouldn't have anything to do with it. You're either going to try and do good in class or you're not going to do good in class. Whether or not you have money to eat or hang out with your buddies, what is that going to change anything? I feel like it's going to change that the kids are going to be driven into sports instead of driven to study. But wait, they're already, no, actually, they already are. I have a point to that. Wait, but that's trying to, you're trying to control what a person wants to do with their life, though. So how about, how about if, I mean, how about if you actually don't go to class, then we're not going to pay you. You're not going to, whatever it is, 200 bucks a week or 400 bucks a week or whatever. Like, you need, not only do you need to be on the team, but, I mean, they, they can come to some agreement. It's, it's, it's foolish to think they can't. But <clears throat> if a kid's not going to class now, why would he go to class if he's getting paid? Because there'd be stipulations. Then he would go to class then. Is that, that would be a good thing, right? Right? And we're talking about two different, we're talking, and, and here's the thing. We're talking about two different types of athletes, and I'm I'm trying to talk about all of them at once. And you're think you're comparing the kid who used football or basketball to get into school to get his four year education with very little hope or dream of going to the pros. And on the other side, you have these kids who are gifted beyond all belief. And are only going to school because they're being forced to go to school because that's the only way to get to the pros. And I think there's a big line down the middle. If your only way of going to the pros is being forced to go to school, why would you go to class? Right? If you can't, if your only way of going to college, if, because right now they, they've conspired, you, you agree to that, right? The NFL and the NCAA, at least in football, have conspired together. The only way you can get to the NFL is going to college. There's no other way. Because your, your skills will deteriorate if you take time off. And once you get to, I mean, they say you have to be, was it, two or three years removed from high school? They do that for a reason. Because you have to, first off, first off. In More in basketball, just one. But, yeah, there's another reason. They make, you can't, you, they're making you go to school even though you are gifted, like, they'll be like, you can think of any profession. I mean, uh, any profession. What if you were so good at, at, at uh, IT work that you didn't need to go to school and you could get a job? You knew everything you needed to get a job. What if the company, what if, like, you were forced to go to college for one year before you could go get a job? How stupid would that sound? No, you don't need a degree. You just need to go for one year before we can pay you. Like, you don't, I mean, that, that sounds so foolish, doesn't it? Like, what does the one and done rule do? What does that actually do? The kid, oh, maybe if he sniffs Duke, he'll want to stay for four years. 
And it's not like the pro in football they 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 have a legitimate reason where most of the guys that come out of high school their bodies aren't ready. They need to actually get bigger, faster, and stronger before they go and get hit by another sledgehammer. But I mean, they're forcing you to go to the college and I don't know. I mean, it's it's not student athlete like they bill it because like you're going to miss classes, you're going to miss everything. I don't know. But I think that's enough. I think Matt needs to get out of here. And uh, I don't know. Anything else? Any final words? Pay them. Pay those kids. Don't pay those kids is what Matt's going to say. Don't pay those kids. I don't know. I thought I weakened you a little bit. All right. Thank you very much. We're going to set up an email so everybody can write in to us with questions or with... uh, what uh, what they want us to talk about. Thank you for uh, listening, and our email is going to be uh, theuninformed at yahoo.com. Thank you.